0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Cheap Property Spain video podcast. A few weeks ago, I sat down with Mark and Rosie, the founders of Galician Country Homes, and a real estate agency located in Galicia, in the northwest of Spain. Honestly, I've been obsessed with their website ever since I found it about one year ago. They have some of the most amazing homes for sale at unbelievable prices. For example, this one-acre organic farm with a move-in ready cottage, a large stone house, and a greenhouse for only 55,000 euros. Or if you're really feeling adventurous, how about this 14th century castle for only 225,000 euros. The list goes on and on. Their agency is actually one of the best in Spain. They've won countless awards and been featured in magazines such as Forbes. Even more interesting than the homes is Mark and Rosie's own personal story. Neither of them ever set out to become real estate agents. Mark grew up in the UK and studied farming and agriculture, while Rosie was born in France and spent the early part of her career as a veterinarian. But when the couple set out to find a family home, they ended up falling in love with an old stone house in a sleepy Galitian village. The home had been vacant for decades and was honestly in pretty awful shape. But Mark had a vision. He knew they could restore it and make a great home for their growing family.
1: Shall we say this? It had holes in the roof that went through three floors and you could fall without touching the sides. In fact, my wife did fall through one. Luckily, I was below her. <laughs> I got typical case of this house is a ruin, like the film, but worse.
0: So did you have a lot of experience prior to uh, refinishing houses? None. None.
1: Oh. But I said, we can do it. And uh, I brought my wife to see the house. And I said, can you see we can restore these, these, uh, these windows, these beams, these doors? And she said, no, I can't see them. I said, what can you, she said, see, she said cobwebs and shit. (laughs) This house has 200 years old, more or less. Wow. Um, It was Franco's chauffeur's house. And it's where um, 12 of his black Moroccan bodyguard were based here with their black horses. And every time he came to Galicia... They got on the train here with, uh, with him. And they were with him when he was in, Ga- in, in Galicia. And when he wasn't here, they used to terrorize the area.
0: It's amazing. What are these homes built of?
1: In, in our case, our house is built of slate with granite surrounds on the on the, doors, on the doors and the windows. But very, very hard slate, which is local slate. And it's very even difficult to chip it with a, with a ha- big hammer. You've got to know how to do it. Yeah. Luckily, all, all the walls were good on the house. What is the size of this house? About 650 square meters.
0: So you've bought this huge house with several holes in it. What, what next then? Were you guys just kind of looking at each other like, how do we figure this out? Or, or how did that go?
1: The day I came into the house, I made a mental plan of how I would rebuild it. And we only changed one thing, which was the staircase from one place to another. Apart from that, everything else came out of my, out of my mind. Did you hire an
0: architect or anything or, or just draw
1: it all out? I drew it up in my mind. Wow. I got a spray I sprayed it on the floor here, here and here. And we followed that, that, that plan. Was the first
0: step to just start building or did you have to get approval from the local government? Or
1: We asked for pro, uh, an approval. From the local town council uh, to put to re-roof for starters, and then after that uh, we asked for uh, an interior uh, slight works, light works, shall we say, an interior. They said what are you going to do? I said put in put in the bathroom, put in some of the electrics. They never had uh, water this house, but I connect the water. We have a spring just in front of us, and then apart from that, uh, they, I asked for for minor works which they asked me what I was we going to do. As I said, not very much, but right now, we've done a bit more than that. It's now worth half a million euros. I went to the bank.
0: What did you pay for the house originally when it was, you know, with holes in the roof and everything?
1: I think it was, at that moment it was 50,000 euros. Wow. 50, no, if, um, I'm thinking of pesetas, 50,000 pesetas. Our total expense would be somewhere about 150,000 euros. It is more expensive. If you contracted the other people.
0: So you did all the work yourselves?
1: All the work ourselves, except for one thing, which was putting the slate on the roof. It was March, it was frosty, and one man on the roof is not a good idea. We got some slaters to put the roof on. We prepared all the wood, got everything done, except for that. And that, that took them about four days to do the roof.
0: I, I tried to tile a bathroom at one point and, and it took me hours of just researching how to do it. So I can't even imagine remodeling an entire house myself, but I, I that's an amazing undertaking.
1: Well, there's even one thing I like to tell my, my wife was sweating outside, uh, pointing. She did all the pointing on the house. She chipped off all the plaster. She power washed it all. And she pointed it again. And I said, uh, what do you want for your birthday? And she said, what do you think I want? A concrete mixer. <laughs> Not a bad gift. <laughs> it, it is my, my best friend.
0: <laughs> so from, from the time you purchased the home to the time you actually moved in, what, um, how, how long was that? Was that years, months?
1: Let, let me just explain. On the every day after work, after eight to 10 hours work, I put in an extra six hours, uh, hours in the house. And on the uh, my wife couldn't do that during the week because of the kids But on Saturdays and Sundays. She came, we put some boards over the holes in the floor and we left the kids out to pasture in the house while we worked on it. 18 months it took us.
0: And was it stressful? You know, was it kind of, I would imagine it's quite difficult on, you know, to balance all of that.
1: Well, put it this way. We did cry sometimes. (laughs) Of course,
0: but you've made it through and 20 years later, was it worth it?
1: Certainly, certainly, yeah.
0: Once they finished building their home, Mark's health actually started to decline and he was forced to find a new career. That's when he had the idea to become an estate agent. Well, as I said,
1: uh, later, about two years afterwards, uh, I had health problems uh, with one of my hips above anything else. I couldn't uh, handle weights, I couldn't work on farms. And uh, the doctor said, hold on as long as you can without operating it. And I, my wife said, what are you going to do? I said, well, let's uh, just think about this. I think we'll sell houses, set up a website. I had never been into internet in my life. And she said, do you think you can make a living? I said, okay. How many people have done up their own house completely in Galicia? She said, 50, 100, 150, not more. And I said, and how many of those speak six, six languages? She said, you're probably the only one. I said, fine. And if I'm not the only one, how many get on well with everybody? She said, you'll make a living. And here we are 18 years later. So what are some of
0: the um, most unique homes you've sold?
1: We've sold uh, the most expensive one we sold uh, was uh, a it was a summer uh, home for the bishop of Lugo uh, and the bishop of Santiago sorry and 60 hectares of land with it and apart from that about eight houses with it which were built by the Templars. Wow.
0: The, the Knight Templars, <laughs> the Knights Templar,
1: wow. <laughs> yeah, Oh, this, the the crosses on them from when they were on the inside because they were, at that time, they were being hounded down and the crosses, and they never put them on the outside of the houses. And uh, we've got, we've got, we've had homes that uh, um, were built, uh, stately homes that were built by um, Christopher, Christopher Columbus's uh, parents in, uh, in 1200 and some 1400 sorry in 1400 two of them were built by by his parents we have just sold right now a horse uh, training center to some people from Abu Dhabi this was two weeks ago you know we, we we have clients looking for businesses and we more or less anything that's in Galicia except for apartments and flats we we sell we don't sell things within the cities, really, at all. Our, 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 we, we are rustic homes, country homes, and we, did, we do that. We don't do either any uh, rentals. We only do sales. By the way, when people come to us, the first thing we say is, tell us what your dreams are. And we'll try to, we'll try, try to make them come true.
0: So if people want to get in touch with you, um, how, how would they, what's the best way for them to reach you?
1: Well, if they go to our website, which is Galician Country Homes, Galician Country Homes, or they write my name in Mark Atkinson. I think there's about 2,000 references to us there. Uh, either of those, and, uh, or my wife's name, but that's a bit more difficult for the foreigners, which is Rossi Costoya. Any of those you would straight through to us, but the, the company's name is Galician Country Homes. And this is part of the, of the country homes group in, here in Spain.
0: Great, great. And, and we'll have all those links and, and your contact info in the description here.
1: And apart from that, yeah. uh, well, right now we've got about, we've sold a lot the last few, last couple of months. I've got about 60 properties to put up on the website now. But until we get all the papers right, we don't put anything up. And uh, we, we've got about 160 some right now on the website. So we will normally work about between 200 and 240. But just lately we've been selling 20 or 20 summer months. How do clients typically pay for the homes? Do they pay in cash or do they obtain some
0: sort of financing?
1: Normally, most of them pay in cash, pay in cash. Um because you can get a you can get a, a mortgage here, but you have to um you have to justify where your money's coming from and that you can pay the mortgage. Or if you've got properties, you must bring the list of the properties you have so that the banks trust you.
0: Right. Yeah, it can be difficult. I I know quite a few people who, you know, maybe they make their income from retirement or passive income or, you know, from a company in the United States or something. But the Spanish banks find it difficult maybe
1: to work with a a foreign person with income in that way you can justify your income, as would be the 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 wage slips or the pension slips. And apart from that uh, the houses the properties you may have in another in another uh, part of the world as long as the uh, the wage that's coming in would pay for the uh, would pay for the mortgage you should have no problem we have an agreement with banks here to help our, our clients out
0: okay so so it is possible then to, to obtain a mortgage in spain based on you know foreign income
1: as long as you can justify it and show, show it up. okay yeah okay. And apart from that, there, there are certain countries which the banks, as with most countries, uh, like to know where the money is coming from, for example, Colombia, etc.
0: <laughs> of course. Is it, is it possible or have you ever worked with or heard of um, a buyer obtaining seller financing? So where the seller of the home essentially finances the purchase for them?
1: Not really. There's been a couple of cases where they've allowed them to pay them part of it a year later, but that's all. Just a couple of cases out of the hundreds of houses we've sold.
0: Wow. So it's just really not done much in Spain, seller financing?
1: No, not really. Not really. Um, some people are a bit frightened of you paying one installment and then being a, a squatter or whatever. What, what is the process of buying a house in Galicia? This Is something I send to people when they, when they ask me. First of all, come and see the property. We don't let people buy without seeing. Uh, second, if you want to buy, we help you open up a bank account in Spain and get the and get you the NIE number. If, uh, we do a holding contract where the money goes into the owners' bank accounts. The contract is to protect both parties. When you've transferred the money to a Spanish bank, we go to the notaries hand over a certified banker's cheque from your bank account. The property has normally been bought and sold in this register, so there's no problem with the paperwork. If they are not in those conditions, we have an in-house lawyer to check everything before it's put on the website. We don't want any problems with people getting to the notary and finding there's something missing, okay? Um, one sport you'd have to pay 6 to 10% between taxes and notary fees and registration. You've got 30 days to do that. And if you'd intend to live permanently here, the cost would be down would be uh, less, between uh, more or less 6%. One thing, if people under 35 come, they will they will not pay any taxes on the properties because they're trying to get young people in childbearing age to come into the area because this is an area that's been very deprived. And a lot, we've, got a, we've got the oldest population in Europe. We have 1,600 people over 100 years of age here.
0: He's not joking. There's actually a ton of incentives from the local government in place for those who want to buy a property in Galicia. The largest ones are available if you move to a town with less than 10,000 people, which honestly is like 90% of the cities in the area. So almost anyone who buys a home here qualifies for some kind of tax rebate. You
1: would pay tax on the property uh, when you buy it, and on the land, neither. And I don't think you would pay any tax from then on, but even the tax on a, on a house here in the countryside might be 40 euros a year.
0: Since Mark and Rosie have been living in Galicia for over 20 years, I took the opportunity to ask them what the area is like. It's known for being very different than the Spain most tourists see. Far from Barcelona and the beaches of the Costa del Sol, Galicia has a unique spirit of its own. It's located on the Bay of Biscay, just above Portugal, and their history is intertwined with both Spanish and surprisingly Celtic traditions. Uh, The area is covered in rivers, trees, and, well, greenery. That's probably why they call it Espana Verde. Some of the most popular cities include Santiago de Compostela, Vigo, Pontevedra, and A Coruña. How would you describe Galicia to people who may have never, never been to it?
1: Uh, should we put it this way? It's got a similar climate to the English Midlands, but about 10 degrees warmer on average. It rains as much as it would in the, in the Midlands, but if not, you wouldn't have 300 million trees as we do in Galicia. You wouldn't have 10,000 kilometer, 10, kilometers of trout, salmon, and sea trout rivers and uh, you wouldn't have the climate where anything you plant grows tremendously and uh, you don't need much land here to to uh, to produce all you need you don't need much land at all it's the green part in spain yeah. it's green. according to the uh, times the we have some of the best beaches in the world and apart from that we've got beaches all the way around very similar to Cornwall, but a lot warmer.
0: Did, Mark, did you speak Spanish before you moved?
1: Before I came to Spain, not a word. Yeah. In six months, mm-hmm. I could speak reasonable Spanish. And when I came to Galicia, the, the, after three years in, in the other side of Spain, um, my Spanish was pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And now, now I think it's impeccable. Yeah. And the locals speak Spanish and Gallego our local language, which is similar to Portuguese, but everybody speaks Spanish. And if they notice you don't understand the Gallego, immediately they'll swap into Spanish for you. One of the things I would like to say, and this is important, is the people here don't care where you come from. They don't care what color you are, which way your eyes look up or down or whatever. They accept everybody naturally. We've never had anybody complain about them being discriminated, ever. They might be, look at you for the first time and say, where's he from? But the second time, they'll, they'll, they'll say, come on, I'll give you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.